Oh, lovely. I'm glad I caught that. <laughs> Superb. Great. Ronan? We are with James Rowland. Okay. You're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel, what to see? What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Oh, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. Happy 2020, divas. Uh, I'm still Holly Morgan this decade, and my husband Tom is also still here. Happy New Year! Happy New Year. Uh, Here we are with a little something extra to add to our ongoing discussion about all things diva. We hope you had a fabulous break wherever you were. I'm sure some of you will now be being super fun for your friends and family by doing Dry January. I celebrate you. I see you. I, for one, will be doing a moist January and trying to cut down a bit on meat. So, you're welcome. I suppose the biggest news, uh, of course, apart from the sacrifices that Holly appears to be making in 2020, Mm -hmm. is that we have now finally seen cats. Yeah, we've seen cats. We've seen it, and I am still unclear as to whether that is a good or a bad thing. What the fuck is a jellicle? You are my jellicle choice, though. That's all I know. Oh, and I know one other thing. What? A cat is is not not a a dog. dog. I saw Cats four times as a child. I fucking loved it. And I don't know if that was just because I was a child. I would say, yeah. And it was a novelty to have, like, you know, equity minimum performers rolling around under your chair. Now, watching really famous, overpaid actors roll around in their own sort of self-congratulation. I mean, the... That said, because we did go with a bunch of friends, you did have a lot of equity minimum performers rolling around under your chair. Yes, I did. And I really appreciated their commitment to that. (laughs) I've thought about very little else since it happened. Or talked about it. I I just... So much snot. I really feel like I was really cheerleading for J-Herd. And then she came in with that... uh, a real commitment to a substandard set of acting choices mm-hmm. that sacrificed the Vokes, and I'm, I'm not here for it. Which was worse for you? Was it the snot, or was it her crawling away on all fours in what appeared to be slow motion? Crawling away on all fours, um, wearing Evan's evening wear. <laughs> she, why was she wearing, like, a glittery twin set under that the Grisabella rug? Ask Tom Hooper. What, what, and also had a full shellac. Like... If she's so mangy, why has she got time to get her nails done? <laughs> I can't even. Pl- wipe your nose. Oh, and your chin. It, it made it down to the end of the chin by the end of was, the song. It was awful. It was genuinely... I, I, and I'm, I, you know, J-Hud, you've been through a lot, so I'm going to ease off. But, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great for me. I found the appearance of... Uh, <laughs> Renowned cabaret artist Meow Meow as Griddlebone. That was alarming. Yeah. I didn't realise that she it was Meow Meow until Friend of the Pod Ruby. Well, she was K. only in two. Yeah, I mean Griddlebone's supposed to be a big part, but they had to cut most of that song because it's really racist. <laughs> and then when she just like popped up like a sort of 
horrific jack-in-the-box. Yeah. I, I genuinely screamed. Yeah, she did. It, I was sat next to her. She she grabbed my elbow and screamed a little bit. My favourite... It was like in uh, Don't Look Now when the, when the, um, yeah. the killer gets Don't revealed. spoil that Sorry. film. Rich of Rich's Bitches fame was sat next to me and his viewing experience was my favourite because he just kept turning to me and going... What is a jellicle? What are they doing? Blanket confusion. My absolute fave. Um, he also uh, did a very well-timed Holly Jervis impression as <laughs> as uh, Jennifer Hudson crawled away for ten minutes. Nothing more deeper than that. Nothing more deeper than that. So we, we, you know, everything's been said. No, not everything has been said. We'll be talking about cats for decades. Yeah, but our hot takes are probably not as uh, not as scalding as, as as what's going on on Twitter right now. Yeah. Yeah. If it's still going on, I presume it's still going on, isn't it? I don't think anyone's over it. I'm not. You couldn't be. If you haven't seen it, then you will never understand. <laughs> I've never been so bored, so scared, and so amused. Like, it was just a, that cocktail of emotions just going round and round. It was a heady brew. It's a real flavour profile there. So, yeah, we need to put that aside. So let's talk about the last episode. Just, um, very nice, very warm reception to yeah. uh, the wonderful uh, warmer James. Warmer than the response to uh, Star Wars. Oh, I know. I really enjoyed it. Loved it. I don't understand. And then everyone was freaking out that John Boyega was like trolling on New Year's Eve about it. Um, there was a big Twitter thing that he basically posted a picture of, I actually contained spoilers, so just go to Twitter. But I couldn't understand what people were freaking out about and I really enjoyed myself. I had a lovely old time. Yeah. Um, it was James like, had a nice time too. James had a lovely time. He, uh, um, he was great. Lovely, lovely um, to have him on. Uh, I wanted to pick up on something from listening to it back. So at one stage, I talk about how I prefer to be called an actress. Um, I mean, I'd prefer to work as an actress, but it's, uh, it's been a while, so not booked. So, yeah, I've always historically maintained that I'd like to be called an actress because I do think it is a different job to being an actor. Uh, and, you know, in the sort of 60s or 70s, it was decided that actor was a better name. And I think that was largely because... Uh, female actors felt that it was somehow diminishing their stature to be called an actress. Mm -hmm. And I think that's coming from a a slight place of internalised misogyny, that we think that actress is sort of fluffy and silly. And I think it also, you can trace it back to like, oh, sir, do you want to lick me squiff by my oranges type (laughs) <laughs> like restoration yeah, comedy. Yeah, you could trace it back to that very easily. Yeah, no, like the Nell Gwynn. No, it's in Nell Gwynn being an actress and uh, the, the Daily Mail of her their time objecting to her shagging the king, I guess, mm. is probably where a lot of it comes from. Oh, I mean, in a, in a more positive way, in that presumably it was thought about in the name of equality. That was the... Absolutely, the yes. But I do... And you'll be damn sure that the, the male actors weren't going to be called actresses. Well, exactly. <laughs> um, and I feel like it's a different job because, and this is not exclusively, obviously, the province of uh, actresses, but we have had to deal with a considerable amount of sexual discrimination. There is a difference in terms of parity of pay. There's a difference in terms of just in classical acting, the number of parts. And there are amazing uh, institutions like I mean, Michelle Terry has taken that on really um, head on with the globe. She's she's using a lot more uh, female roles, female actors in traditionally male roles. And then there is uh, uh, Era 5050 who are doing an amazing job. And we should link to them in the show notes because mm-hmm. they, they do an amazing job. Um, However, I would just like to broaden that discussion because I realise that with uh, non-binary performers, it might 
me not helpful to be concentrating on gender as actor and actress when you've got someone like Ezra Miller for instance who is non-binary and is a an, an actor so I would like to just say that I haven't made um that's kind of a fluid conversation that I'd be welcome to have with anybody about what uh, would be helpful going forward because I still feel like my career has been affected by gender but I would understand if a non-binary friend thought that that was unhelpful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, part yeah. of an ongoing conversation. Thanks for clearing that up. You're yeah. welcome. Pops, thank you so much for coming. All my love and congratulations. Okay, so the news in Diva. Very interesting and sad news. Uh, Nick Gordon, who's the former partner of Bobby Christina, mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Christina being the daughter of Whitney and Bobby, sadly, tragically died five years ago in a very similar circumstance to her mother. And Nick ha- was found to be culpable for that, but not in a, in a sort of weird, I don't understand the American legal system. You said something like he's legally responsible, and was fin- how he was deemed. Yeah. But I th- for some reason, not found criminally? guilty. Or yeah, I charged. think. I, I guess it's a manslaughter murder th- discrepancy. Uh, well, no, but they have manslaughter. So I don't know. Yeah, it's confusing. If anyone does know the ins and outs of this, please explain the it. System, yeah, please yeah. Do email us at bigdreenergypod at gmail.com. I mean, it's, it's, it's another twist in a really sad tale, isn't it? Like, yeah. Um, and yes, he was also weird. He was kind of Whitney's kid. Like, Whitney sort of adopted him, not legally. She never adopted him. But her and Bobby, Christina, and uh, Nick Gordon were semi raised together. So, mm. them going out in the first place was pretty controversial. Um, and then, yeah, he's been alleged to have something to do with her death. Um, and he, now he has passed away. So, that's some um, contemporary. How did he die? Uh, drugs i um that's that's all i could find out um something to do with drugs something to do with yeah i think it was cocaine (sighs) yeah spooky woo woo spooky woo woo um but yeah another i want to read robin's book by the way rob you know robin who was whitney's girlfriend Mm. she's just released a book about their time together um between that and elton's book those are yeah my big reads for 2020 yeah um is it okay to read Bobby and Whitney for calling her Bobby Christina? <laughs> Bobby with an I? I think we'll just point it out and leave it where it is. Oh, crack is whack, guys. <laughs> to raise the tone a little bit. Uh, sorry, to raise the tone. Maybe not. The tone <sighs> is probably the wrong word. Uh, but some other news in Diva. Uh, Gabrielle Union. Um, I was supposed to say friend of the pod then. She's not friend she's of the not pod. She's not friend, but she We're should be. <laughs> right, can we just do a little recap on Gabrielle Union? Um, if you're basic, you might know her from Friends. Uh, if you're... <laughs> Look, I don't hate Friends. It's just not as good as Will and Grace. It's true. Um, Gabrielle Union was in um, Bring It On. She was also in... Uh, she had the seminal part in 10 Things I Hate About You. Uh, I know you she, can be... She's in the American Bad Girls as well. What? It's an American version of Bad Girls. I think so. You've interrupted a very good anecdote there. So Damn. I hope you're happy. Do you want to do it again? No. Uh, you might know Gabrielle Union from this iconic quote. I know you can be underwhelmed and you can be overwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? And then the response is, I think you can in Europe. That's from 10 Things I Hate About You. Uh, she also uh, doesn't have a Prada backpack. You're right, that, that was a good anecdote. I yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. 
crucial, crucial that you get the facts right. Tell us about what Gabrielle's been up to. Gabrielle. Um, so very recently she was, uh, there's a lot of controversy because she got fired off America's Got Talent, I believe. Um, I don't quite know the ins and outs of that story. Did but. she? I've been snoozing on Gabrielle Union. <laughs> My references are from 10 Things I Hate About You. Just to clarify, um, so... Gabrielle Union was not in an American version of Bad Girls. Right. She was referred to in an article that I was reading Oh, as Bad Girls Star, which refers to the fact that she's in a programme called LA's Finest, which is in fact a female spin-off of Bad Boys, which she was also in. <gasps> okay. As so in the Will, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence vehicle. Nothing to do with the seminal British prison drama, Bad nothing Girls. Nothing to do with that. Or Bad Girls the Musical, which I saw... I'll leave that there. An excellent piece of work. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, Gabrielle is in the news, or is in the diva news at least, because uh, at New Year she tweeted um, that uh, what essentially happened is uh, in order to get home... You know what, I'm just going to read you the tweet. Good. She wrote and put on Twitter, trying to be responsible and use Uber, and our driver asked us to use our bathroom 15 to 20 minutes later. Dude dropped a deuce. (coughs) I'm pleased we clearly have a home and available reading material that screams, come in, get comfortable and drop the kids off at the pool. Welcome to 2020, folks. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> the available reading material bit's my favourite. <laughs> Couple of copies of the Private Eye Annual. <laughs> <laughs> Some like uh, the wisdom of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, <laughs> just settle in. Um, what does she say trying to be responsible and use Uber? Rather than drinking and driving, I, I assume. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Or maybe not driving at all and saving the environment or something. Something like that. I just think in my head currently, trying to be responsible and use Uber are not two things that yeah, sure. go together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I suppose it depends what kind of responsibility you're taking. I can't imagine even if I was a stranger. Like it's Obviously, it's, it's, it's astonishing it's a stranger. I wouldn't spend 15 to 20 minutes in the home of another person doing a shit. I would. What, if they were there? No, of course not. <laughs> I mean, I'm Especially not... Especially not Gabrielle Union. Yeah, this is not very deep with this conversation, so we're going to move it on. But, I mean, I'm happy to poo off piste, but not for 15 to 20 minutes while people are waiting for me. To be clear, that she doesn't mean at a ski resort. <laughs> Although I will poo at a ski resort. You have to poo anywhere, to be honest. You've got dreadful IBS. That's terrible. IBS is BDE. And when I look at that person... I'm not even going to be able to remember the boy who broke up with me over the phone in 25 seconds when I was 18. Diva of the week, then? It's going to be a tough one, I feel. <laughs> it's going to be a really tough one. Um, Holes, explain why we might have uh, a lack of available resources to big divas this week. Okay, so it's been New Year, and uh, we traditionally spend New Year with our friends uh, because it is uh, Rich's husband, my best friend Chris's birthday on New Year's Eve and we always have a lovely time and then on New Year's Day Tom and I stay indoors all day watching Will and Grace and it's fucking great we watched so much Will and Grace this year that I was recognising extras or background artistes from previous episodes of Will and Grace for instance, as a lady at the beginning of season two in the background at the uh, customs check-in who was uh, in the lift in season one and uh, Karen told us she was wearing too much Giorgio perfume. Uh, as a, she's want to do. <laughs> there's another woman who, at, Mr Heckles from aforementioned basic uh, sitcom Friends, plays a, um, a, a quote-unquote crazy. Look, no one's saying that Will and Grace is, you know, 
that woke. Uh, but yeah, he plays a, a, a crazy man in a charity shop uh, a couple of times. Great. Yeah, and there's a woman. He's also in Home Alone as the guy eating a donut. Yeah. When they try and call through to the home and he won't put it through. Really? Yeah. Justice for heckles. Um, one year, we got really bad flu just after New Year. I, I think we hit at New Year. And we spent five days in re-watching Will & Grace from the beginning to the end. This is pre-the reboot. And we went a bit wrong, didn't we? Mm. We couldn't really converse in anything that wasn't a... A quote. A quote or a... Sa- or like, punch like, bah! <laughs> Sassy comeback. Uh, yes, yeah, so we only watched two series this year, but it was great. Accordingly, I don't really have any other frame of reference than my day for the week being Karen Walker. Mm. Um, and you're right to do it as well. She's, I mean, she. No could, one could argue with I it. I love her so much. She's so Megan Mullally is such an amazing performer. You observe this, like where the as a consummate cast, whereas like um, Eric McCormack or Deborah Messing will like leave room for the the joke to breathe. Yeah. Megan Milani just like rolls through. Well, she doesn't even roll through. It's like um, the two leads, they do that amazing thing that's, that really good sitcom actors can do, which is not feel like they're waiting too long for a joke that everything becomes static, but they know how to land the joke, know the laughs there. Yeah. And they sort of, they don't quite freeze, but they don't, they just sort of let it exist yeah. there and then keep going as if, as if it was still normal. Yeah. Whereas um, what Malali is so good at doing is that she will put a button on it. Yeah. So she'll give the joke, hit with the punchline, and then do something else on top whilst the audience are laughing that unless you're like throwing your head back and screaming with laughter, which yeah. you probably usually be doing. Yeah. Um, she will be doing another little thing, like a little hand gesture or like a sideways look or, or something. Or something that slightly turns the joke in a different direction even sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, it's amazing. I love her. Amazing. So yeah, Karen Walker, D- Diva of the Week for me. Who's your Diva of the Week? It's got to be Jack McFarlane. <laughs> Sorry. I love Jack McFarlane. Mm. I love Sean Hayes so much. One of the most incredible physical performers. Yeah. Com- comedic physical performers on screen. Yeah. Like hands down. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna um Tom's never seen Smash, so that's yeah. um gonna be on the radar. Anyone else who's a fan of Smash, a little bit disappointed by the recent film Bombshell, uh get in touch. I wanna form a support group. So yeah, I mean Sean Hayes is just he's he's just a true clown. So stupid and so brilliant. Having him eat a banana with no hands in one of the most <laughs> recent series. Which by the way, I I completely stand by. I the love, recent, I love the reboot, the yeah. Ones. Maybe they're not as good. I don't. People don't seem to like it. I don't know why. It's it's hidden. It's patchier. Yeah, the storylines are kind of a little less uh, consummately kind of crafted. Yeah, and maybe sometimes it feels a little bit like they're trying too hard to make up for past examples of lack of woke. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like just sort of throwing in relevant issues from today yeah. that it probably didn't deal with very well in the past. Yeah, exactly. And we're looking at what, when was, I mean, over a decade ago. I think um, like 97 it started. So yeah. So yeah, it, it's not going to be super up to date. Um, but it it is now and now it's cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> so get on board where you still can. Woo! Uh, but do check out in the most recent episode, in most recent series when uh, Jack eats a banana with no hands. Because... Is that the episode with Ben Platt in it? No. 
That oh. is uh, a different episode in which Ben Platt um, plays a much younger man that Will goes out with, whereas Jack is scoping for much younger men in a bar somewhere, but is wearing a girdle. Sure. So oh. he finds it very, very difficult to um, he keeps do anything. It. Yeah, because <laughs> it's metallic. Yeah, um, well, he keeps being magnetic, magnetized to yeah. the walls and the floor. So thank you for tuning in to the Will and Grace Stan uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we haven't been outside much uh we will go outside and report back soon about what's going on out there uh current things that seem to be trending trending on twitter are world war three and franz ferdinand brackets not the band right so got it yeah shit's going down but next week we've got a very exciting guest for you we're lucky enough to have bagged a real we've got a real get here guys uh we've got the breakout star from international boy band M4. Yeah, that's right. We've got Len Blanco. Len Blanco will be with us to discuss the icon, the legend, Charlotte Church. I can't wait. Oh, so the dragging herself. Oh, live for Char. So live for Len. Um, so do tune in, please, on Monday. And uh, if you haven't, go and see Cats. Um, otherwise, I won't be able to talk to you. Absolutely. If you do want to get in touch, uh, please do tweet us at Diva Energy. Yes. Or email us at BigDivaEnergyPod at gmail.com or on Instagram with Big, at B, Big, Big Diva Energy. And one, sorry, yeah, one thing, we, we have a very special treat for you. Yeah. Because uh, Rich is on holiday. In Lanzarote. <laughs> She's in Lanzarote. Um, so instead we've got a wonderful guest surprise. Joe Cullen, deep friend of the pod, has... Uh, the aforementioned Johnny Depp looking cunt. Yes, yeah, has graciously provided his poem that he wrote about Carrie Fisher. And I know what you're thinking, oh, poetry, it's going to be about like daffodils and feelings. There are some feelings, but it's also very funny, said the English literature graduate. So here's Joe Cullen to present his poem about Carrie Fisher now for you. Hello, big diva energy people. This is a poem called Carry On, You're Our Only Hope. On the third day of Christmas 2016, the true people's princess would never be queen. Carrie Fisher, I love you. Joseph Cullen, I know, she would say if she hadn't been buried below. But even in death, Carrie Fisher was badass. Stories of cow tongues wrapped in a casket, asked to be sent to men, hell-bent on grasping the asses and cunt troll from women and men they held sway over. They stood up and said, hey, no, it's prey over predator now, have a cow tongue. MMXVII, Mary Poppins, she flew again, tuned into the force to turn coarse and unhorse the men. Stories of women who took the lead role, overhauling the whole sorry long, long ago that is now, that has always been now. But no one will lay her down, won't leave one player down now, have a cow tongue. The Alliance, striking back at the Empire, vampiric predatory shreds of humanity, critically sithical, sadly unmythical men. An example, even in death, well I'll have what she's having if it means we're bereft of a system of misogynum, this millennium, fork on this endemic hell, a rebellion of girls telling on you and their scope. Carrie Fishers of the world, you're our only hope. It won't happen organically, but 17 was volcanically yours. You are missed, but I have a good feeling about this. 
Oh, that's nice, isn't he? Lovely Joe. He's a good man. He's a very good man. If you want to see more of his work, uh, you can find him at Twitter, uh, at Joseph underscore Cullen 90, where he does lots of funny tweets and is very, very nice. And she's hawking a new play, which is The Brief Life and Mysterious Death of Boris III, King of Bulgaria, part the first, which is co-written by another deep friend of the pod, absolute div, Sasha Wilson. Uh, who I will shortly be appearing in myself on stage. You'll be appearing in Sasha on stage, I will be. I'll be wearing her like a Buffalo Bill meat suit or Rebel Wilson trying to disengage from her own bowels. No, uh, Sasha and I will be appearing in Nick Lamont from episode one. And Nick Lamont's play, What the Dolls Saw, at Vault Festival. Uh, Expect many plugs to follow. Thank you so much for listening. Other than that, yeah. I think it's just Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Please send um, rehydration sachets to us in in Tottenham so we can leave the house and uh, rejoin society. Love you very much. Thank you very much for listening. Please tune in next week. Thank you. Bye. Subscribe, like, thank you. Bye.